Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. I'm Holly Toscanini. You know, one of the questions I hear about intuitive eating is this, how can I practice intuitive eating if I'm not intuitive? Well, it's not that you aren't intuitive. It's that you just don't trust yourself enough to follow that tiny voice inside you that's trying to guide you. You know, one of the reasons we don't trust ourselves is because we've been overriding our natural instincts through years of dieting. We spend way too much time in our heads and not enough time in our bodies. See, chronic dieting disconnects us from our bodies as well as our intuition because it teaches us to ignore the wisdom of our body and any intuitive hits we might get about what's best for us. So today's podcast is all about a woo-woo free guide, a woo-woo free way to tap into and really begin to trust your higher self or intuition. Once you can trust yourself in general, it becomes easier to trust yourself to make the best decisions possible about food and eating. See, intuition really means being in tune with life. Intuition isn't an emotion, but by honoring your feelings around your intuitive hits, you'll find it easier to access that intuition inside you. See, intuition is like your inner compass, your inner... GPS system. And it it doesn't mean you're a fortune teller. Everybody's intuitive. Some of us simply trust our intuition more than others. Intuition is the process of simply knowing without explanation or having any logical reasoning behind why we know. It's a gut feeling, a, a gut instinct, that feeling that something is either a little off or you just have a quote unquote good feeling about it. Intuitive thoughts can be subtle and sometimes easy to miss, so it's a good idea to be in tune to your body as much as possible because your body will tell you what it needs if you just give it a chance. Now, one of the things that causes us to not listen to our intuition is fear because most of us who identify as chronic dieters are also perfectionists and people pleasers. When we feel fear, it causes feelings of anxiety and overwhelm, but also guilt and shame. And that causes us to spend just too much time in our heads overthinking things when it's impossible to hear our intuition at all. You really need to be able to be still and listen. On a subconscious level, you have a ton of information stored there about absolutely every experience you've ever had. Your intuition is shaped by your past experiences and whatever knowledge you've gained from them. 
And even though you might not consciously remember all the details about something, that information is stored subconsciously and can inform your decisions about the present moment. The more experience you have in a certain area, the more accurate your intuition is going to be about whatever's going on in that area. There's nothing woo-woo about following your intuition because it's based on your past experiences and your instincts. Now, the more you're aware of your values and your personal needs, the easier it is to set boundaries and to trust your intuition. It's really critical to cultivate high levels of self-esteem in order to feel confident enough to follow through on any of those gut instincts or feelings we have. Our intuition really inspires us to take action, but when we have low self-esteem, it can stop us from acting on it. To develop your intuitive skills, we really want to cultivate as much self-esteem as possible first. Now, we actually have three different ways of getting information for our intuition. Um, They're sometimes called our three brains in our bodies. One is our head, one is our heart, and one is our gut. Let's start with the head. That's the frontal lobe of the brain. It's where we get our logical or rational problem-solving skills. It's where we do planning and organizing, and it's where we have our ability stored to manage our emotions. Now, the heart constantly sends emotional signals communicating our needs and fears and hopes and desires, and then our brain uses the signals from our heart to help us process how we're feeling or process all those emotions. Now in the gut, this is really interesting because if you've ever felt butterflies or had a knot in your stomach, you felt your gut brain. Your gut brain is actually your enteric nervous system and it lives in the walls of your digestive tract. Now the gut brain helps you tap into your intuition. The sensations or feelings in your gut communicate with you by helping you interpret what's going on around you. It's actually your gut that tells your brain about stressful situations, not the other way around. I thought that was fascinating. Your intuition uses this combination of information from your head, your heart, and your gut. Your intuition exists in that intersection of mind, body, and spirit, and how those three elements have digested and metabolized everything that's ever happened to you. Your intuition connects you with all of the nerve cells in your body. So those butterflies you feel in your stomach are really the direct result of your subconscious mind communicating that part of your brain, sending signals to the nerves in your gut and back and forth. It's all intertwined. Another interesting perspective on intuition is that some people believe that your ability to access that intuition is really tied to a collective consciousness. This is a combined consciousness of humanity that shapes your daily beliefs and perspectives about the world. It's sort of like a universal brain. Every thought, emotion, idea, belief, perspective, all of that already exists in this consciousness. So some people believe that Whenever you have a thought or get an idea, you actually get them from this collective consciousness. You could think of it as a giant database filled with records of every human thought and experience from the beginning of time. Whenever you have an intuitive thought, you're actually tapping into this sort source of infinite knowledge that already has all the answers to the problems you're facing. Now, whatever you choose to believe, there are some reasons why you should listen to your intuition. See, trusting your intuition is the ultimate act of trusting yourself. 
If you've struggled with self-trust in the past, developing your intuition is a great way to rebuild that trust and become more accepting of yourself. Your intuition helps you make decisions quickly and it allows you to easily adapt to new or changing situations in your life. Your subconscious is where your personality lives, and psychologists believe that the decisions you make that are based on your intuition really represent your true self or your life purpose. Now, why do you want to learn to trust your intuition? Well, it'll help you make better decisions because those kinds of people who actively work on developing their intuition are actually capable of making better, faster, and more beneficial decisions for themselves. It can also improve your physical health because when you learn to trust your gut, you reconnect with your body's wisdom or inner knowing. And this allows you to make decisions about what or when to eat, what types of movements bring you joy, and when to rest. You can stop dieting and obsessing about what the quote-unquote right thing to do is for your health and happiness. Your body will tell you. Trusting your intuition can also improve your mental well-being because when you make intuitive decisions to take care of your body, you can stop stressing yourself out about what to do to maintain your health and to be successful in life. You start to feel more balanced and in the flow of living. So by now you might be wondering, all right, Holly, so how do I develop my intuition? If it's there, maybe it's just not very strong. So One of the things that can be really helpful is to just spend some quiet time practicing mindful awareness, especially about your body and how it feels. Ask yourself, what do I need? How does my body feel in this moment? And then pay attention to any shifts in your energy. It's also helpful to be able to name your feelings and emotions and identify where you feel them in your body. If you're upset, ask yourself, what are you feeling and where in your body are you feeling that emotion? Do you have feelings in your stomach? Are your shoulders tense? If you want to know a really great resource for learning to identify and name emotions, I highly recommend um, one of the newest books out by Brene Brown called Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. Uh, She also has a series on HBO now if you want to catch that. It's a great, really great resource. She's a, um, a researcher who does a lot of fantastic work on shame, emotion, vulnerability, and Atlas of the Heart really does give you a vocabulary to start talking about feelings and emotions if you aren't quite sure what you're feeling. So what I'd like to do is take you through an exercise to help you tap into your intuition. Now, if you're um, driving or doing something, you may not be able to fully participate at this moment, but I highly recommend you come back and listen to this part of the podcast and try this exercise for yourself. It's simple and it's effective. So what I'd like you to do is to get a piece of paper and something to write with because we're gonna do a relaxation technique And then I'll ask you a few questions and ask you to write down sort of the first responses that come to your mind. All right, so pause if you need to, get what you need, find some place quiet. We're going to start by bringing our awareness into our bodies so we can begin to explore how our intuition is speaking to us. All right, are you ready? Start by finding a place that feels safe where you're not going to be disturbed for at least the next couple of minutes. Get comfortable. You can lie down with your hands resting at your side or sit upright in a chair with your hands in your lap, whatever feels best for you. Now I'd like you to close your eyes and take a big 
deep breath in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Now, inhale again and hold it for just a moment. And as you release it, imagine all the stress and tension of the day leaving your body. Go ahead and repeat this inhale and exhale one more time. Now, continue to breathe slowly and steadily, becoming more relaxed and at peace with each inhale and exhale. Now, bring your attention to your feet and imagine a warm, relaxing feeling there. Just whatever energy feels good to you that's warm, and safe and relaxing. Now feel it as it slowly moves up from your toes and feet and ankles, up through your calves and into your knees. And as this warm, gentle energy moves, it gently draws out all of the tension from your muscles. And this warm sensation moves up your thighs and into your hips. And now it gently moves up into your lower back, into your waist, up through your fingertips, wrists, and forearms. Now bring that warm feeling of relaxation up to the upper arms, into your chest and mid-back. Continue breathing. Inhale and exhale. And now move this warm, relaxing energy all the way up to your shoulders, upper back, and neck. And continue to breathe into these areas of your body as they relax even further. And finally, feel that warm, relaxing feeling moving up through the back of your neck and into your jaw, and relaxing the muscles in your face and all through your scalp. Now as you're breathing into this wonderful, relaxing feeling, take a moment to scan your body for any residual signs of tension, or discomfort that might be there and adjust yourself if necessary. If you find an area of tension, consciously squeeze that muscle. Do it now. Squeeze it tight. Hold it. Hold it. And now take a deep breath in and relax that muscle and let go of all that tension as you exhale. Continue to breathe into this peaceful, safe place. Now your mind and your body are calm and relaxed. This calm, natural feeling is your neutral place, your natural state of peace. And this is what it feels like to trust yourself and the messages your body gives you. Take another deep breath in 
and exhale and open your eyes. Now, get your paper and pen and as I ask these questions, just write down the very first response that comes to your mind. Don't overthink it. It's best to do this when you're in this calm and neutral mindset. First, think about a time when you had a strong feeling or knowing about something. Got one? All right, write down what you were doing when it happened. Where were you? What was going on? Also write down when you had that experience, where in your body did you feel that information coming from? Where were you tuning into? What did it feel like when you had that knowing or that sense of the right thing to do? Did you get your instincts from your head, your heart, your gut, or a combination of all three? When you had that little voice or that knowing, was it just something you knew? Or something that you had experience in the past with? Something you had proof of? Now ask yourself, how often do you get information? Do you get it from your dreams? And how likely are you to act on that information once you get it? And then think about when you get ideas or feelings about things, where are you and what are you doing? Are you someone who gets ideas in the shower or while you're driving? Or maybe Thoughts come to you while you're doodling or mindlessly making notes. Now ask yourself, what does my intuition sound like or feel like? Okay, good job. Now, take some time to review your answers. Some of you are going to notice that you get your intuitive hits physically. Others are going to feel it in their hearts. While some people just know it's in your head, you just know something is right or wrong. Now, the more you pay attention, the easier it will be to discern what's intuition and what's not. Because sometimes fear, anxiety, or ego gets in the way. And if you're feeling anxious, insecure, or tense from the thought of something, it's likely you're being guided by ego because intuition feels calm and clear, unemotional, just neutral. Now, our intuition is like a muscle, and it can be made stronger with practice. So taking the time to journal about our experiences and learn to trust our intuition is a really great way to validate our intuition and its accuracy. You can always take a minute and do this sort of body scan meditation. Get yourself into a quiet place, run through the relaxation process, and then start writing. It's one of the best ways to connect with your intuition. And pay attention to your body language too. I mean, when you're experiencing some intuitive hits, notice your posture. 
Are your arms or legs crossed? Are your shoulders tense or relaxed? And then journal about these experiences and build that trust in your intuition. See, getting thoughts and feelings on paper can help you clear your mind and it stimulates that unconscious part of your brain that's often associated with intuition. You know, also things like knitting or anything creative and repetitive like yoga, dancing, walking, even playing a musical instrument, all of these repetitive activities can calm your mind and help you become more open to hearing your intuition. Now, earlier I mentioned that your intuition is like having an inner compass or an inner GPS system. And this is because our intuition speaks to us through our body. And the more we cultivate this sort of body or somatic awareness, the more sensitive you can become. Now, if you're someone who likes to journal, consider using some of these questions as prompts to help kind of prime the pump and get you started. Describe how it feels when you are at home in your body. Describe how it feels when you're not in your body, or what does it feel like when you're in your head? And what are some of the most common thoughts that you have about your body? And when you have those thoughts, do they change how you treat yourself? And if they do, how? Also, consider how specific tastes affect your mood. Do you use food to change your mood or manage stress or discomfort? What are some intuitive hits you've gotten about specific foods to eat or to avoid? So another question I get is, can your intuition be wrong? And sure, intuition can be wrong due to something we have called a cognitive bias, which is really just our brain's way of trying to get as much information as it can that proves a belief we already have. Now, if you already think something is true, well, then your intuition or what you think is your intuition, is probably going to tell you that, yep, that's right, you're true. And that could just be a cognitive bias. Perfectionism is also something that can get in the way. That fear of being wrong can actually make it hard to hear and to trust our intuition too. So start with small things and build up your self-trust before you rely completely on your intuition for really big decisions. And when it comes to intuitive eating, I get it. You might be thinking it's easier to have someone tell you what to eat or to follow strict food rules instead of listening to what your body wants. But continuing to follow someone else's diet rules separates you from your innate body wisdom. So practice following your intuition about what your body needs and what foods are best for you. Be willing to experiment with the foods you eat. Let go of any rules that tell you some food is good and some food is bad. Also, let go of the idea that you are a good or bad person because of what you choose to eat. And check in with the intuitive wisdom of your own body when making decisions about what food to buy or to prepare. Let go of calorie counting or macronutrient counting and just learn to trust your body about what movement feels right for you. Learning how to tap into your trust and trust your body's ability and your body's wisdom, your intuition really is the best way to rebuild that trust in yourself and your ability to know what's best for you. Now, if you're interested in reading a couple more books on intuition, two of my absolute all-time favorites are by Carolyn Mace. One is called Sacred Contracts, and the other is Anatomy of the Spirit. So take some time, get quiet and still, and really listen to what your body is trying to tell you. Your head, your heart, and your gut are all on your side. They're all on your team, and they only want what's best for you. 
I hope you enjoyed today's topic, and if you think you're finally ready to walk away from diet culture and learn to accept yourself in the body you're in, I hope you'll click the link in the show notes to schedule a free discovery call to see how working like a coach like me could help and to see if we're a good fit for each other. Thanks for joining me. Bye for now. Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started.